This is Industry Matters, powered by BGM, a post-acute healthcare podcast about community, connections, and belonging. BGM is a member service organization serving durable and home medical equipment providers and manufacturers. BGM also has communities for respiratory, complex rehab, women's health mastectomy, home accessibility, therapy, and orthotics and prosthetics industries. With VGM, you're part of something bigger. In today's episode, I talk with president of the Van Halen Group, Wayne Van Halen, and sales manager for Gemco, Joseph Alt, about CGM audits, qualifications for reimbursement and documentation, as well as the opportunities in the diabetic market. Thank you, Wayne and Joseph, so much for being with us today. Wayne, give me a little bit of background on on who you are and what you do. Uh, Sure. I am Wayne Van Halem. I'm the president of the Van Halem Group. We're a division of VGM that works with healthcare providers, both proactively and reactively as they sort of navigate through complex regulatory issues such as audits, appeals, and compliance-related activities. It's good to be here. Right. Great. Thank you. And Joseph, give me a little bit of a rundown on yourself. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, I am the sales manager for Gemco Medical. We have been in the diabetes industry and medical supply business uh, going on 30 years now. We are preferred vendors with all the major diabetic manufacturers, including Dexcom, Freestyle, Libre, Medtronic, Tandem, and so on. And we're also strategic partners with VGM and just very happy to be here. I've been in the diabetic space now for about 12 years and going on four years in my current position. All right. Thank you so much, Joseph. Well, let's just dive right into some of this great information. So, Wayne, I'm going to start with you. Give me a little idea about what the current environment looks like with audits on CGM. Yeah, sure. Um, We are seeing some audits in the CGM space, um, not uncommon. Um, There were a few that were really large, and those were um, audits that were performed by a supplemental supplemental medical review contractor. but, um, you know, because of the growth in this market and just in general, I, I think audits will, you know, we're going to see audits in this particular space across the board. And I think generally speaking, and not specifically related to CGM, but, you know, the ALJ backlog is nearly caught up. Um, and, you know, we're, we're getting cases assigned now to judges that we just submitted back in June. So that's, um, that's really close to meeting their, their deadline. Um, however, you know, once they're caught up with their increased budget, they're staffed to manage over 300,000 appeals annually um, within a 90-day time frame, but they are not receiving near that many. And, and a lot of it has to do with CMS limiting the RAC activity because they played a significant role in causing the backlog. So the RACs have been sort of tied. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, the CMS, the, the RACs that um, do perform audits did add CGMs to their list of approved issues for complex reviews in September 2020. So I anticipate like all types of DME claims that there's going to be audits in this space. Um, CMS is also going to start the TPE process again in mid-September, but um, they seem to indicate, indicate that they'll focus more on non Um, public health emergency products. So, so, you know, ultimately there's really no way around it in this environment, but if you understand the policy and get the documentation you need, um, you shouldn't have any significant issues with with the audits. The policy is is pretty clear. Okay, great. Thank you, Wayne. And Joseph, anything you'd like to add on that one? Uh, Sure. Thank you for asking. Um, The only thing I would mention is that 
as far as audits are concerned through Medicare, the only thing we've seen really is audits showing up if a supplier had a significant volume increase during the public health emergency. So say if you went from 100 patients to 10,000 patients, obviously you might be uh, due for an audit. Other than that, though, we don't really see uh, too much in the space. Okay, great. Um, so Joseph, give me an idea of what type of patients qualify for reimbursement of a CGM. Sure, great question. Um, so any type one or type two diabetic for the most part, but we'll go over some of uh, the ins and outs of that. Most insurances will pay for CGMs regardless of whether the member is a type one or type two diabetic, just as long as the member is either taking insulin injections or receiving insulin via an insulin pump, okay? Um, each insurance does have its own guidelines. So we're talking Medicare guidelines. Most private insurances and payers do follow Medicare guidelines. However, you know, there may be some differences. So we always recommend that you get into a routine of checking the medical policies of the insurances that you're billing for if there are any changes. Um, but the long and short of it is, is you will qualify for CGM if you are diabetic, whether it be type one or type two, and you are administering insulin three or more times a day. The administrating of insulin can be by a syringe, uh, insulin pen, an insulin pump, or even inhaled insulin, but that is the prerequisite. Okay, thank you. Wayne, what are the, the documentation requirements for a supplier who is billing for the CGM? So we had the qualifications for the patient, and now what are the docu documentation requirements? Yeah, sure. Um, similar to other claims for um, various types of medical equipment. You have the standard documentation requirements that apply. Um, so you'll have to have a, a standard written order and proof of delivery. And of course, uh, medical documentation supporting that the patient meets the criteria that Joe just talked about. Um, so, you know, we know that there have been some waivers to these requirements for the period of the public health emergency. So um, the purpose of that was so that patients who maybe could not access, have access to the equipment before could now have access under the waivers. Um, you know, what we don't know is how CMS will manage it after the public health emergency. Um, I'm assuming they will not make all those CGM patients stop using CGM and, you know, go back to finger sticks, but we don't know for sure. Um, but, you know, just keep in mind the waivers, the intent of the waivers, which was, you know, getting access to patients who are unable to see their physician due to the pandemic. Um, so, you know, claims in which that is the case should be submitted with a CR modifier, um, but it's not intended to be used on every single claim. And I think CMS would sort of consider that an abuse of the waivers if, if they see that. Um, from the medical documentation standpoint, in the case where you're able to get that, um, it, it must support the, doc, the criteria that was listed in the LCD. So the patient has diabetes, they're insulin treated three or more times a day, their treatment regimen requires frequent adjustment um, by the beneficiary on the basis of the results of their tests. And the key piece of documentation is that they would have to have, and this is for Medicare claims, they would have to have a face-to-face -face with their physician within six months prior um, to document that they uh, meet the criteria and evaluate, the physician is going to evaluate their diabetes control. So um, there's the initial evaluation and then every six months they must go back to their physician again in person 
and they must be assessed um, to determine that they're adhering to the CGM uh, therapy. Um, so in the event of an audit, you would have to have both the initial visit prior to them starting therapy, six months prior to that, and then another visit within six months prior to the data service in question. So that's a challenge. Um, one of the challenges with this um, uh, policy because it's obviously hard to make sure that the patients are going back to the physicians and the physicians are documenting what they need to. But um, one thing that is easier if you're um, is you're, you know you're not required for Medicare claims to have refill requests um, because Medicare just pays a flat bundled rate for supplies and you would supply the beneficiary with enough to last them a month and you would bill one unit of this bundled KO553 code every 30 days um, regardless of, of when you're actually shipping the supplies. So the refill process is actually um, a little bit simpler than say what it was for the blood glucose supplies. And so that's for Medicare. Does it work a lot differently for insurance or private insurance? Well, sure. Every every insurance is going to have different policies and requirements. Some of them, you know, Medicare managed care are going to follow the Medicare rules, but um, commercial plans can, you know, develop their own policies, just like, you know, each uh, state Medicaid can develop their own policies. So depending on where you're providing the services and the payers you're providing, um, uh, the members you're providing uh, to, you'll want to make sure you check what that payer policy is um, around that. Okay, great. Thank you. And jo Joseph, I understand that there have been some LCD revisions that have been recently published. What are those changes? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Um, so for Medicare, starting on July 18th, they have removed the requirement that any member would need to be testing four times a day. So if you're a patient, uh, prior to July 18th, the mandate was you had to be testing your blood sugar four times a day or more and then also administering insulin three times a day or more. Medicare has removed uh, the testing criteria on July 18th. So now the only real guideline is that you have to be administering and adjusting insulin three or more times daily to qualify. I am sure that's a relief to many patients out there that they don't maybe need to test as much and, and maybe they do anyway, but I'm sure that's a a lesson requirement is always a great thing there for them. It is. It, it has opened up the space to uh, a lot of patients that are in need. And, uh, you know, it's nice to see that they're allowing more patients to get the supplies that they need to help out their life. Absolutely. Wayne, what do you say to suppliers who are considering um, stating to supply CMG, CGM? Excuse me. Yeah, I think it's a, an incredible growing market. I mean, that's evident by the, the LCD revisions that recently uh, came out that Joe described, where they're expanding the market and access for Medicare beneficiaries in particular. So um, I think it's a, a growing market. We have seen in our practice a lot of M&A activity in this market. So that's always a good sign as well. Um, I think what's key, though, is, you know, do the work up front to learn how to do it right. And as a result of that, there would be plenty of opportunities. So we have, you know, many clients who have successfully entered the market after working with us to provide some education and then some pre-screening and audit services to make sure things look correct from the very beginning. But then they go on and they implement a really successful, um, profitable CGM program. I say go for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Do it. It's a great opportunity, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And if you don't mind, I would like to piggyback on that just a little bit as far as the opportunity side of it is concerned from our end at Gemco. 
Absolutely, go for it. Yeah. So, I mean, the long and short of it is start now. So, um, the CGM industry is is still very much at its infancy, and these products are the biggest thing that's happened to the HME DME world. I would say since probably 1997, dating myself a little bit. If you remember pre-competitive bid when Medicare started making uh, test strips extremely profitable with reimbursement. It's kind of what we're seeing right now in the CGM world. This is definitely the biggest bubble in the HME DME space since that time. Um, at the current time, over 80% of diabetic patients that qualify for CGMs do not have them. So we're really at the infancy of this, at the beginning of the ramp of these products. So we're really talking about millions of lives that need providers uh, for these life-changing supplies. And personally, I would love to see those lives managed by as many VGM members as possible. Awesome. Thank you. And along that same line, Joseph, tell me a little bit about Gemco's partnership with VGM and what it means for the VGM members. Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Um, well, we are thrilled to be partnered with VGM to assist all of their members in being more successful in this diabetic space and market. Um, most of medical equipment providers care for patients with multiple health problems, right? So it's a natural fit for them to incorporate our diabetic supplies and CGMs into their mix to become more profitable. Uh, in the United States, 34.2 million people, 10.5% of which are the population, live with diabetes currently. And there's an additional 88 million adults that have prediabetes. So we've seen a very strong, steady increase in the CGM business as more type 1 and type 2 diabetic patients are prescribed uh, the technology to help manage that diabetes better. So as far as partnering with Gemco, we've been a leading NABP accredited medical supply wholesaler and third-party logistics provider of diabetic supplies and other home healthcare products for going on 30 years. Uh, in addition, Gemco is a direct supplier and partner with the top diabetes and CGM manufacturers in the United States. So like I stated earlier in the uh, conversation, you know, companies like Abbott, Dexcom, Insulet, Medtronic, Tandem, we're preferred vendors with all of them. Um, our team of experts can help all of your VGM members with the latest products, including insulin delivery, blood glucose monitoring therapies, and assist with general billing and reimbursement questions. So what I would tell you is, is partnering with Gemco, it's not just gaining access to diabetic supplies or gaining access to CGM supplies. It is the expertise in the field of diabetic care that you're getting for your members by dealing with Gemco. Um, we implore you to reach out, call us, text us. We work off of our cell phones, send emails. We want to talk to you about this space and, and get you guys up to speed and become profitable in it. Um, so we're very, very excited to partner with VGM and thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Wayne or Joseph, any last comments or anything that we've missed through, throughout these questions? Yeah, just, I would just say a real quick reminder that if you're um, interested in getting started in this market, um, do your homework and, and you know make sure you understand those requirements. Um, our team is always available to help in that regard and provide education and training and, and clinical pre-screen reviews and things along those lines. And you can you know, visit our website at vanhalengroup.com for more information on that or just reach out to us. Thanks. Great. Joseph? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just wanted to reiterate the fact that we are here to help. Um, I don't want any of your members to feel like they shouldn't reach out, even if they think it's a small question. We're always here to help you. We've even gone to the liberty of providing return on investment calculators for your members so they can figure out what the reimbursement and out-of-pocket expenses look like monthly, quarterly, and annually um, to give you an idea what that's going to look like for you so you know what you're getting into. We also provide an in-depth billing guide. Um, that's actually already been provided to the VGM members, but I can also send it directly. 
that's going to explain all of the different HIPAA codes for private insurance, Medicare, Medicaid, how the bundles work, uh, modifiers, and all those things to kind of give you a cheat sheet, so to speak, that you can uh, reference when you are billing these. But once again, just that we are here to help you, and we're really excited about the partnership, and I can't wait to get started. That, that sounds great. And if I knew anything about our membership is we do love some good ROI calculators and cheat yes. sheets. <laughs> and that's why we're happy to provide them for all your members. And uh, they're great tools. Yes, absolutely. And um, VGM is also releasing through the wound care program, a diabetic guide. Um, Gemco is in there. Uh, so you, the mem- our membership can also look at our diabetic guide for resources. So there's absolutely no shortage of help and support for the membership who wants to break into this market. I would agree with you. Thank you for mentioning the wound care portion. We actually do uh, manufacture our own line of advanced wound care dressings. And we have some very unique products in the space that uh, will be presented to your members here shortly. Um, One of which just to touch on is our PHMB dressing that's able to kill um, 99.9% of microorganisms in six hours where it takes a competitive dressing 24 to 48. I'll just leave that there as my plug, but (laughs) we would love to to talk about uh, advanced wound care dressings as well. Awesome. Well, Joseph and Wayne, thank you so much for your time today. I truly appreciate it and the information for the membership and, and we will, we will talk soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Industry Matters. Make sure you never miss an episode by visiting vgm.com slash industry matters podcast or following Industry Matters on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher.